Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris. Uh oh. <laughs> What's coming here? Jordan Morris. Man who owes the audience an apology. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you saw some of the fallout from last week's episode. Um, I've been watching a lot of live streams of the video game Fallout. Okay. Well, a well, lot of actual play videos. Well, people are complaining about the show on those. Okay. Yeah. Um, weirdly, uh, people are mad at us in Dark Souls lore videos. Oh, okay. Uh, which I watch a lot of yeah. just to get some of the backstory for uh, yeah. Vort of the Boral Valley. <laughs> um, Is that a part of it? Yeah. <laughs> I actually did that. I actually watched a lore video to learn more about Vort of the Boral Valley. Yeah. Yeah, you got you know that lore's complicated in those Dark Souls games. I it's not all, it's meta textual. I only recently like started to learn what the, even the word lore means. Okay, I'm really not. I mean, that's I, not a that's I, not a that's just a word. Is it like vor? No, I mean it's like the story behind something. The word okay. lore. I mean, I know what lore is in general, but it's specific. It has a specific, I think it like, just means story, geek media meaning. Yeah, that has to. It's like so you. It's like the you, difference between the word canon and the word canon. So you were, so you were concerned that the word lore, which uh-huh. means story, was part of some sort of um, fetish like vor, where people want to see My Little Pony characters eat and digest each other. <laughs> yes, you were concerned that it was going that far away from its original meaning. I'm not sure because you know, canon. Mm-hmm. Well, on the one hand, it's a question of like, is Tony Morrison's beloved canonical? <laughs> sure, yeah. You know, <laughs> so quote so called Western literary canon, for example. Right. Then there's this parallel where it. Where it's a sexual thing, where a where a <laughs> man curls up into a ball and is <laughs> thrown as far as into a lake of semen, right? Presumably, yeah. Internet's uh, a weird a place. Different bodily internet's fluid. a weird place. So, I mean, yeah. basically, you know, from every corner of the internet, from Dark Souls lore videos to Fallout Let's Plays, people are upset with you, Jordan. To Minecraft uh, rap videos. <laughs> wow. Okay. Open Mike Eagle t- told me about Minecraft rap videos. <laughs> Holy cow! Is that like chap rap? <sighs> Boy, I don't know. I was I honestly throughout the whole conversation, I was confused. Okay. <laughs> We'll have to get Mikey go back in here to talk about Minecraft rap videos. I won't do it justice. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think let's, you know, elephant in the room time. Yeah. Um, I'm genuflecting. I'm down on one knee. Wow. The yeah. Pope's not even here. <laughs> I we know. you genuflecting. <laughs> yeah, I know. But he could walk in at any moment. Yeah. Um, you know, I think last week we – I said that our guest Matt Bronger, uh, great guy, great episode – the legendary Ding Ding Donger. Yeah, I said that I was excited to have him because he was our first guest that was officially part, canonically part, if you will, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Later in the show, mm-hmm. Brian, because he's a good producer, yeah, let us know that um, we had forgotten about Steve Agee, who of course appears in Guardians of the Galaxy two as Groot. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure you're right. So I had He's kind either of Groot or that mixtape. 
<laughs> right. Yes, he is. Uh, yeah. Uh, Steve Agee plays a mixtape with the hits of the 70s. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and I kind of had I felt silly about that, but I had kind of felt like we had addressed it. Mm-hmm. But it, it it turns out this show is a fucking hothouse for people in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'll just refer to it as the MCU from here on out. What does that stand for? Uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. It doesn't have a parallel. Uh, no, no, yeah. It's, yes, it is, it is also uh, something where someone goes uh, into you headfirst through your butt. <laughs> Got it. Called MCUing. Got it. Uh, Judy Greer. In the Ant-Man movies, uh, oh. DC Pearson, um, uh, Captain America 2, Brian Husky is in one of those Ant-Man movies somewhere, apparently. So, yeah. I, mean, I feel like there's someone else. I, I, I remember someone else in addition to those people. Oh, you know what? It's also, you know, I mean, uh, this Someone is was on silly. a TV show. You know, there was this, um, I mean, I know there's the guest we always, this is kind of silly because we just know him so well. There's the guest we always call when someone cancels, of course, and that's Anthony Mackie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Apparently he's in those. I don't know. I don't. I don't watch him. But uh... yeah, do we count our favorite regular guest, Regis? <laughs> Is Regis in one of the Marvel movies? No, I think he should be. If he isn't, I think he should do. Yeah, he's like ninety, but you know, so was uh, Stan Lee. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Now that Stanley is dead, Regis should cameo. They should just cut to Regis as like a mailman. I mean, I'd take Kathy Lee. So what's what's going to happen is— I'd take Hoda, for that matter. <laughs> so so maybe, you know, Wolverine will be fighting Wendigo. They'll crash into a um, they'll crash into a restaurant, and then they'll just cut to Hoda going, check, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the whole audience will applaud. Yeah. Or at least, you know, the like, three-quarters who, like, know who she is. Who is Wolverine fighting? Winnebago? Wendigo. Or Wendigo. He's uh, like a big beast man. He's kind of like a Bigfoot-type monster. He's like a Canadian monster. That sounds fun. It is a lot of fun. Wendigo is great. Or Wendigo. Does he... Where does he live? Canada. But, I mean, does he have a house or a... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Are you trying to get me to say that Wendigo lives in a Winnebago? (laughs) That's my ideal situation, certainly. Well... It's your lucky day, buddy, because <laughs> I'm about to say Wendigo lives in a Winnebago. That's lore, baby. Um, until he eats Wolverine and digests him, then that's Vore, baby. <laughs> so, I mean, here, here's, okay. So where do we go from here? Where do we go from, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Man, that's the question that all of America is asking right now. Um, of course, we've had hearings in Congress. Sure. Tax questions, mm-hmm. intergenerational cultural conflict, mm-hmm. millennials, of course. Sure, you can't forget millennials. Avocado toast. That's a uh, that's something that millennials love. Chai latte. The return of the LP. Mm-hmm. Not fucking. <laughs> yeah. The millennials not fuck. I thought I saw something about them not fucking. Anyway, yeah, promise rings. There you go. The promise ring, of course. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you got to talk about emo. Pedro the lion. <laughs> yeah. Sunny day real estate. Sure. Global warming. <laughs> Boy. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think and this is something you see in internet media a lot is like kind of people with a little fan base like we have kind of like petitioning to be in one of their favorite things. So, I mean, you could draw the conclusion that because we have had so many guests from the MCU. Oh, you know what? I'll address this real quick. A lot of people are saying Rob Delaney because he was in one of the Deadpools as Deadpool's friend. 
but that is not part of the MCU proper. That is part of the Fox X-Men universe. So basically what I am saying is fuck you, Rob Delaney. Yeah. Fuck and Rob Delaney. Fuck, yeah. Deadpool 2. Quit looking into the camera so much. Fuck your amazing Just television karate. show catastrophe that's like my favorite show. <laughs> yeah. Rob Delaney's great. And you know what? Sharon Horgan can stick it too. <laughs> so, you know, I think logically if we were smaller men. Yeah. Which we're not. No. We're big men. I You're a tall five, man. I ate five cookies in a row yesterday. Wow. That's how big I am. I eat what the rock eats. Yeah. Um, it's like some kind of protein paste, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's just salmon. Got it. Just salmon after whole salmon. He swats them out <laughs> of the river. Like a brown bear. Yeah. They swim upstream and he, when they jump in the air, he just swats <laughs> yeah. them down. It's got um, those paws. Yeah. Can you smell Powerful what the rock paws. is swatting? Yeah. It's salmon. Uh so if we were smaller men, which we're not, yeah, we would do a thing like, hey, oh, so since, you know, since we have so many guests on the show who are from the MCU, what, put us in one of the movies. Put us in one of the movies, Marvel. We could, right. buh, buh, buh. I want to be, buh, buh, buh. I want to be, buh, buh. but that would be small. No, we're big men. Big men. I'm a thick man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Teddy Thick. Yeah. Daddy Daddy's thick. thick. Daddy is thick. <laughs> daddy's plural. Daddy's. Da- yeah, these two daddies. <laughs> one of which is an actual daddy and yeah. one of which is just a daddy type. Yeah. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Brian. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think what we should do is petition, because we're bigger men, mm-hmm. petition to get our guest somewhere in the MCU and, and then, we'll just be in Shazam. And then, yeah, then we'll just be in Shazam as the voice of his tiger friend who may or may not be in the upcoming film. Yeah. Do you want to ask our guest who she might like to be in the MCU? Yeah, I, I think I think now now that we've done a solid 20 minutes of just listing nonsense words, mm-hmm. I think it's the perfect time to bring our guest onto the program. She is uh, uh, she is most recently in uh, been to the Emmy Awards as an Emmy nominee. She's works on, not quite nope. nominated. The Annie, 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 Annie Awards. I will definitely take the Emmys, but Annie Awards. The Annie Awards. <laughs> that's that's for best little redheaded girl. <laughs> um, and Jesse, I was not nominated for a Golden Globe. I was nominated for a Golden Glob. <laughs> <laughs> and you should just. Little differences. She's uh, she's working currently on At Home with Amy Sedaris. The most uh, the most delightful crafting program on television, <laughs> um, with all apologies to people who are really into that Nick Offerman, mm-hmm. Amy Sedaris one. I mean, Amy, uh, Poehler. Amy Poehler one. I haven't seen that one. Uh, she works on At Home with a- 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 with Amy I've Sedaris. I've been on it. I've been on it. You've been on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In what capacity? Was a person on an episode? Been on like episodes. a contestant? No, no, at, at, no. With At Home with Amy Sedaris, I've oh, made her assistant. You've yeah. been on it? Yeah, okay. a couple times. You. She is also one of the stars of the brand new To Maximum Fun improvised science fiction adventure comedy podcast, Mission to Zix. Uh, her name, Mujan Zolfgari. You got it. That's right. Hello. Thank Hi, you. everybody. What's up? How you doing? Hi. Mujan, it's a joy to have you here. Joy to be in this box with you guys. <laughs> What a what a joyful box! So <laughs> you know, how do you feel about us launching a campaign to get you? I would love it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I take any role mm-hmm. at all. Modok, sure. Okay, it doesn't even need a name. I would be just extra. I would just take it. Okay, any screen time at all. Just the woman who like is angry about 
all the destruction they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What about like who's going to clean up this mess? Yeah, I want to be in like the you Stanley say. of every episode, every movie, but saying that. Oh, so you want to be the new Stanley? I want to be the new Stanley, but angry about all the destruction of property for just the normal people who are there. Like I, why my car? I see you more. I see you a little differently, Mujan. I, I of course follow your instincts on this. Sure, sure, and sure. And we're here to support you. We're your agents now. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. thank you. Well, we're we're back pocketing. You. Okay, okay. Jesse's okay. your agent. I'm your shaman. <laughs> Who takes more <laughs> percentage? Yeah, I just take. Uh, I I get paid in crystals. Fantastic. So. Okay. <laughs> Who takes more ayahuasca is the real question. Yeah. Um, I see you in like uh you know in that dust up scene. Mm-hmm. There's a big dust up between a superhero and a super classic villain. dust up. <laughs> yeah, it's between it's between Winnebago. Mm-hmm. And Booster Gold. Yep. They're, <laughs> they're, really, they're really going to town yeah. on the streets of Brooklyn. Ooh. Ooh. Familiar. You are yeah. at a hip coffee shop, pour over. Great. Fantastic. Making, you're drinking a pour over. So, uh, 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 Winnebago throws Booster Gold in it, right next to your chair. <sighs> you look at it, take a sip of your coffee, and roll your eyes. Love it. You're too cool. Too cool. You're yeah. too cool to can yell it, at them. Can it be over five? Because the rate's a little better for SAG. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah, can we think of five things? So yeah. you can say whatevs. Yeah. That'll go. Whatevs. Um, who that? Who that? <laughs> uh, hash- uh, you know what? I'm going to have a, a new plan, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Your signature line is who dat? Who dat? Uh, <laughs> and you're playing Master P. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. Got it. I'm so excited for this. Yeah. And this so is your lines are who dat? Mm-hmm. We bout it, bout it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I got so far. <laughs> we just, just say that two and a half times. Yes. Yeah. And then you get your uh, then you get your bump there. Thank you. Get that old sack bump. Yeah. Um, this is going to be great. Uh, so uh, we were chatting before the show. And you are uh, you are one of our one of our rare bi coastal guests. I am a bi coastal. Yeah, you I'm live going back and forth in both uh, Los Angeles and Maine. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> the rocky coast of Maine. Mm-hmm. You live, I think, on the chalky cliffs of Dover, don't you? I do on the <laughs> toppest peak. Yeah, with one coat, <laughs> <laughs> just the one. But yeah, I um, live in Park Slope. Oh boy! Oh boy! You say that with a tone. What it's, does the tone mean? What was that? It was loaded all the time. You know. Really? Is it? I know. I haven't heard. <laughs> just Mujan. business but coming it's the in. Same as it babies always and was. strollers and parks. And... You'll always have the bagel hole. Oh, the bagel hole! No, it's gone. It's an Apple Store. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my world! <laughs> <laughs> it's five Apple Stores. Sure. But yeah, I've, uh, I do the bi-coastal somehow. I don't know. I'm kind of at the end of end of my thread about that. You got to pick. You got to pick a coast. I know. I know. Uh, but you are. You were saying that you want when you come to LA for you know for writing gigs for pilot season. You kind of you you board yourself by pet sitting. Yes. Um, how? Tell me about the pets you're pet sitting for currently. I'm currently um, taking care of two delightful cats in West Hollywood named mm. Pancake and Zen. <laughs> okay, uh, they're both great. They're a father. This is great backstory for your Marvel character. Thank by you. The way. It's a father daughter cat situation. Oh, uh, they are now there due to um, a 
a, not divorce, but a relationship breakup. Sure. Because there was a whole family and then like the girl whose place I'm staying at, she took the father and daughter and that guy took like the mother and like other child. Can I just say, we hear a lot about Mm. the importance of single mothers. Right. But what about single dads who stand up to take care of their kids? You know what I say to them, Jordan? (laughs) What? Happy Father's Day to you. Yeah. Every day. Mm. And I give them a fourth of cat fancy every morning. Mm -hmm. A fourth, huh? A fourth, yeah. Uh, Is Is it in the marijuana measurement system? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Just give them a a, a dank nug of fancy feast. (laughs) But that cat is zen as hell. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, sure. Um, And pancake? Loves eating pancakes. Pancake, kind of a diva. Pancake really? Pancake is not like her father. Pancake. Yeah. Also, I'm afraid of staying too much time there because this is how I talk to people now. I talk about the relationships with cats that I have. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I, well. I go to clubs and I have – I don't go to clubs. <laughs> and you talk loudly cats. about cats over the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Pancakes being a diva! <laughs> I don't say. think I even have ever known someone who goes to clubs. It's weird. I don't think – hmm. Now, so, I mean, I know, you know, there was there's a club zone in L.A. Yeah. Uh, or at least when, you know, I first moved here, there was a real club zone. And I was going past the club zone a lot to go to I.O. West Improv Theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. I mean, most of the clubbing that I've done has been Burger King Kids Clubbing. <laughs> sure. Right. Exactly. With your friend Wheels, who is in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, I was closer with IQ, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, you know, wheels, there's a wall there. Yeah. They should call him Wall yeah. because of the emotional wall. Oh. Yeah, that is. That's beautiful. Thank you. Um, you know, tough guy to get close to. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely a club zone where, you know, there were, there, were, there were people in club wear waiting in line, velvet rope, bouncer in the whole nine. Um, but, yeah, but that does not seem to be around anymore. There, there, there's a couple of loud buildings. There do not seem to be lines for the loud buildings. I don't know. Maybe maybe is club and passe? Do people still club? I don't think I've ever even had that kind of stretchy black T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't even think yeah. I've had that. Or a black dress shirt. I've uh, The only club experience I have is back when I was in college mm. here in California. I, uh, our improv group performed at a club. Oh. So that's like the cool story I have. Like, like a dance club? At a gay club in San Francisco. What was the club? I forget the name, but there was nobody watching. There was a couple making out in the corner. <laughs> and we had a But you guys, very, you guys were getting them hot. You we guys were getting were... them hot and horned. Yeah. The, with our like, yes and. Yes, sure. <laughs> Yes, and yeah. make out with me in public. And then, yeah, like, that's, that's what they call affirmative consent, Jordan. <laughs> sure, yeah. And then we have, yes, there's a and. sad family story, which is like many years ago when my family first visited New York. It was during, I think, the height of the Roxbury Brothers and SNL. But my uh, brothers sure. took it seriously. Like those were two people they looked up to. They didn't understand. Why, they didn't <laughs> yeah. understand why the sketch was. People were no, laughing. They're like, this is These great. Are cool guys. They're cool guys. And we were staying in a hotel in Times Square, as you do the first time you visit. Sure. And these are my two older brothers. And one night they're like, we're gonna go out to the club. And they wore like they look like Roxbury Brothers, like solid color, like flashy shirts mm-hmm. with like deep V's. And they're like, we're gonna go out. We're gonna have fun. Mom, Dad, don't even care about us. And they came back like three hours later and were like what did you do they're like there was a line they wouldn't let us in so they went to an internet cafe (laughs) and now they're programmers and they're living great lives sure we played counter-strike all night (laughs) with their like sexy hot like club shirts yeah me you can have some fun at an internet cafe you can yeah um 
Yeah, no, that's interesting. I um, wait, so I guess I'm I'm. What was the thinking of the gay club who booked you guys to do improv? I think did, it, like, did the DJ just like stop the music and go like, "All right, no, for forty five minutes." The music was not stopped. It was no DJ. It was just like a soundtrack. It was just like music that was just. Playing. It was still playing. It was still playing. Wow. Yeah, it was just. I think a friend of us just had a hookup, and we're like, finally a gig outside of college. Sure, yeah, we're gonna go to San Francisco. We're professionals. Yeah. Anyway. But I'll never forget that one. So, I mean, we played like a juice cafe type situation. Yeah, in our, San Francisco. Our, our college improv and sketch groups had some. I mean, you know, people definitely kind of, sort of paid attention. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think people. They, the music was turned down, but we definitely have been in some comedy groups that have been thrust on people. <laughs> people right. who were not there for comedy were forced to at least, you know. Try act. They actively had to ignore us. Was it you and I who were in the stripping improv group in Santa Cruz? We auditioned for the stripping improv group, but did not. Or at least I did not get in. I was rejected from the stripping improv group. And how does that work? Uh, well, I mean, I think you know, I didn't have the bod for it. Okay. Um, they weren't body positive. I think yeah. that was the problem. To be fair, they didn't have the bod for it. <laughs> I mean, better. Than, I mean, I. They were better than mine. I mean, that's I, true. I that's, would have. That's true. I think I would have had the worst bod. Yeah. Um, no one in that improv group would you go to see strip. Sure. Um, so yeah. So in it. So the like our you know our little college town Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not much of a comedy scene there at the time. Although I think there is maybe a little one now. I think they do have you know kind of an open mic scene and stuff like that. But I think at the time there was not a lot of comedy. So like, you know. You know, the, when the kind of the time came to think about what to do after college, you know, like, OK, well, maybe we'll stick around in Santa Cruz or maybe we'll, you know, move somewhere around here. And kind of like I remember just like exploring the what are my comedy options if I stick around here? The stripping improv group was one of them. Uh, and they did like short form whose line is it anyway style games. Um, but if you like broke one of the little rules, like if you, you know, if you, you know, entered the scene and when someone rang a bell, if you, you know, didn't say the right magic right. phrase, you had to take off an article of clothing. Uh, but, I mean, I think kind of the joke of it was they all came on stage in, like, ski outfits. Sure, sure. So, you know, no one actually, you know, uh, I don't think you saw Dong. Yeah. I don't think Dong was okay. um, entered into it. Uh, no Dong, no Jine. No. <laughs> but you saw the boobicles? A, l- a little bit of butthole. A little bit of butthole? Just a, just a kiss. Just a whip. A whisp. And I think we, you know, we were hot off Humor Force 5. Yeah, UC sure. Santa Cruz's best dining hall-based improv group. I was I was just talking to my – I just had this memory last night and, and remarked to my wife as we were sitting in bed about to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I was like, honey, I think when we did – Improv shows in college, like 150 people would come. Mm. Like, well, how? What a weird thing that in college people go to things so much, mm-hmm. are so poor, and so nearby. Yes, that and so otherwise unen- unengaged mm-hmm. that they would come see. I mean, it was not because we were good. Mm-hmm. It was just a thing. Sure, a, a thing that was happening there. In the dining hall. Right. 
We would, we would. It was a sizable dining hall, and people would get people would come to it. It was a pretty it. big dining hall. Very strange. They would pause in retrospect. They would pause Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah, come downstairs, watch our show, go back up. Like I think more people would come to an improv show that we did in college in the dining hall mm-hmm. than came to the NPR taping that I just did in Portland <laughs> <laughs> um, with the lady from Slater Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> um uh well I mean you well, you could have I mean sorry I'm not to not to armchair quarterback you but you could have you could have thought about asking Max from our <laughs> improv group to come be a guest uh, I think, I I think people were there people Casey were there the for handsome Max. guy Casey the handsome guy would have been who I wanted uh, to draw that that was yeah, the box office good looking dude uh, oh, but oh, yeah. So just so that so the the like towny improv group was this stripping improv group, and I think we like rehearsed with them for yeah. A couple I, we weeks. definitely mm-hmm. never performed with them. That's what I was thinking. It was like a couple of rehearsals. I definitely got a I definitely got a your cut email from them. And yeah, be- oh. feel it. But hey, but they feel like chumps now. I've got a podcast. That's right. Take that stripping improv group. What was so your improv group that performed at the yes. gay club that got everyone so horny? So horned. Uh, what what was their bad name? They're Where did not, you meet them? It was a great group. I created it with my friend hey. called Jericho Improv. Okay, I think it still exists in Berkeley, UC Berkeley. Okay. Uh, yeah, we just named it after our friend who was just like a cool stoner dude, and then people Jericho thought it was like a rad. religious group, and so oh. we went in Sprout Hall, which is like where you give out yep. flyers, the Quad and Berkeley. We would give out flyers for Jericho and people be like I don't like religion and so a lot of people would like stop oppressing stop, me stop. <laughs> yeah it's not the place in Berkeley but yeah I think it still exists but one of our I think one of my favorite memories is that uh, we had a show because we were all naive little kids that was um, milk and cookies night and so we got a bunch of somehow lured a bunch of crazy college kids to have milk and cookies at midnight that and sounds fun yeah, and everyone brought alcohol. Like nobody just, <laughs> the milk, nobody drank it. Right. We didn't realize that what college was. <laughs> sure. Uh, got yeah. Comedy nerds. So it was, uh, right. So it was, <laughs> it was cookies and that cheap vodka from Trader Joe's yeah, that yeah. comes in the plastic jug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You were like, so you're having sex? <laughs> I figured that was something no. for your mid twenties. I mean, that's you guys aren't you... even married. We pimp it in a scene, right? Yeah. Like, we're like, but we don't know what happens. But... Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. We'll do kind of a sexy scene, <laughs> but certainly no one touches each other. Yeah, but we didn't. Ha- there was like not much comedy happening in San. Francisco. I mean, San Francisco was mainly like a stand-up <clears throat> town. There wasn't like sketch or improv sure. or anything like that. And so I saw UCB theater. Uh, I saw I went to used to be in New York in like 2002 and saw like an ass cat or something there mm-hmm. ass cat in the swarm and then I like that ruined my life because I'm like I have to do this sure yeah I can't become the doctor lawyer engineer my parents want to do I need to be in this basement and so I like went to college <laughs> thank you Andy Secunda <laughs> right and I went to college and I like that's all I wanted to do and then but there was no there's no videos online. There's no long form improv yeah. in San Francisco. And so we taught ourselves from a book. We mm. were like an academic, like, I've seen it once. I'm telling you, this is how you do it. Sure. And so we taught long form improv from nothing. First of all, I will not allow you to dismiss <clears throat> the great work that Bay Area theater sports no, do. Definitely. In long but form improvisation. At that time, there wasn't that oh, much long okay. form. Yeah. I, I, have this, I have the same experience. I remember I, I, my wife went to school in New York, and uh, I remember going out to see her and seeing. 
I don't remember which group it was, but I remember Seth Morris was in it. Mm-hmm. Beer Shop uh, Mice, I think, was the group that I would see at Sketchfest, and that yeah. was like the long from group from New York that <clears throat> we would all pilgrimage to. I mean, I think what you know. I mean, I think this. this you was... missed the really good group at Sketchfest, by the way. Prank the Dean, our group. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I think what was what 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 uh, maybe part of the appeal was, or I'll, maybe I'll speak for myself, and you guys can let me know if this was this this was your experience as well. But like when you you know as a you know as a theater Dorcas growing up, mm-hmm. like I mean, I think it's always in the back of your mind that you're a Dorcas. Mm-hmm. Like you like it. It's fun. This is where all your friends are. You're, you know, you're being creative. You like it. But there's always just a little goblin on your shoulder going like, hey, you know, you're a Dorcas, right? And I'm like, yeah, I know, goblin. It's fine. I'm enjoying myself. This is me. But I think, you know, when, you know, when that, you know, when that little long form UCB improv thing happened, seeing one of these and they're like, oh, wait a minute. This is kind of, these guys are kind of cool. These are cool people doing this thing that I like. And in hindsight, it was not cool. Um, no, but, but it was relatively artful. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was relative. I mean, it was, it was. It was just so so nice to see a thing that was at once the kind of like performance goof around thing that you loved so much that was also like seemed a little cool, a little punk rock, a yeah. little bit, a uh, little artsy. I don't know. Anyway, so I think that that. That drew in our generation to like that kind of stuff. Yeah, seeing other weirdos. Yeah. It's like, oh, you don't. We, I can talk to you and be weird to you, and you're not the weird one. We're yeah. all just one. I think for me, and I know, I, th- I think you might have been with me at this show, Jordan. But when we were in college, or or maybe you know, I think when we were in college, mm-hmm. we went to uh, an eight twenty six benefit show at the, at the Magic Theater in San Francisco that uh, I think our friend Al Madrigal put together. Mm-hmm. I think Al invited us to it, and um, and Casper Hauser were on that show, and I remember seeing Casper Hauser and thinking, "Dear God, this is this is what it is. <laughs> sure, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. I, this is like a thing from television, but even better somehow. And these are just some guys that live in the town I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like that that feeling of seeing something like that that feels like. I mean, I think what you're describing is like I, I think sometimes that uh, the the kind of improv that we did in college feels a little bit like a cute parlor trick, sort of like acapella singing groups. Sure. Uh, and then you see something where you're like, oh, maybe this is art, and you're like, holy shit! Yeah. Right. Do you still keep in touch with your college improv group? I, the, some of my best friends are from there. The Jericho so, team? Yeah. Jericho like, improv. The Jer- yeah, I have still, I think not all of them, but like most of them are still like some of my closest friends. Are any of them your enemies now? Yeah. Two. Mm. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> I mean, well, Jesse and I both hate Max. <laughs> oh, Max. And don't get, me st- don't get me started on the, basically the guy who was probably the biggest star in our whole group, Winnebago. <laughs> sure, that's right. <laughs> he was from Canada. He's hated Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. But I think it ruined some lives because because a lot of us ended up being like, oh, yeah, no, we can do this as a career. <laughs> sure. We're going to try and do this as a career. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely those, those like, comedy scene growing pains where you, like, you know, you realize you're like, whoops, I need to make money. Right, yeah. And I really put a lot of brain power into this thing. So you have to kind of transmutate some of those skills that you got into a way to make money. Yeah, I moved to New is, York with zero. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, the guy who it was based on Jericho. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he, tell us more about Jericho. Yeah, where? Yes, where did he? Where did he come from? What's he up to now? I think 
I think he's a news reporter in the Bay Area. I'm not entirely sure, but okay. his biggest claim to fame has been he was on Jeopardy. And so, okay, oh, this is a recurring uh, a recurring theme on the show. We, we have a lot of Jeopardy contestants listening right now. Actually. We have two. Jericho Saria is his name. So if anybody remembers him. That's him. We currently have two listeners competing against each other in the Jeopardy Teachers Tournament. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, we were talking. Uh, we were talking a little bit before we came on mic, and uh, you were mentioning that you uh, you can rewatch the X Files ad nauseum. I am uh, X Files defined my childhood and, and, and adulthood. And I think I was like, you were okay. raised by aliens. I was raised by <laughs> aliens and Dana Scully. It's like, sure. Finally, representation matters. <laughs> right. Uh, anyways, I was uh, just to give you a little slice of our audience i was like we need to find some way to bring that up yeah oh boy oh boy yeah i would like watch it as when you shouldn't be watching x-files like when i was like five or six like i didn't understand it but also since at that point i wanted Mulder and scully to get together so i was a shipper from the beginning where are you at on that now do you think they should be together do you are they together i they mean they are I know... together okay but i didn't need to see it mm-hmm. as they were older Okay. I just didn't need to see the revival, I think. I'm a Did I they just, show like full mm-hmm. penetration sex? No, I know. I wish, right? Yeah. Oh, Even like in that's the, the dream. That's all I wanted. But God. I wanted that to happen when they were uh, I mean, how long, <laughs> how long before? I mean, I Oof. think we're we're living in a media landscape now where it's all about revivals. What yeah. can we bring back? Yes. What has a fan base? Yeah. You know, Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. Um others. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. The Gong show. Right. right. How long before Pornhub starts bringing things back and just adding full penetration sex? <laughs> yeah. I'd probably watch that Murphy Brown. Sure, yeah. That Office reboot's probably yeah. going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Murphy's think we'll... Brown. I don't uh, know what that hey, means, but no. I'm going to go with it. Yeah. I think Brown can mean butthole. That's good. All I right. think Brown can mean butthole. Yeah. Uh, but you – so yeah, so you spent your childhood wishing they would get together and then when it finally happened, it was less than spectacular? Well, it happened – it happened during the show, kind of. Like, you never, if you see Mulder and Scully, like, kiss, it was in the dark. And then all of a sudden she was pregnant with a baby. That's how like, it happens. Yeah. And then no one knew who the father was. But I was raised and I learned about sex, I think, through X-Files fanfic. Like, oh, boy. I read wow. it. I was part of it. I My mom would, like, walk by the room and I would just be, like, sweating and, like, closed down. Like, I can't know. I didn't have a laptop back then. So I would smash you the You would PC. smash the monitor. <laughs> you guys have to buy five new computer monitors a year. Yeah, so I Learned a lot Your of things like, incorrectly. Why did you ask for a softball bat for Christmas? <laughs> what are you talking about? A yeah. softball mat and five CRT monitors. <laughs> but yeah, I learned so much. But yeah, I don't know. Um, there, I didn't need to see them getting together at this age. I think maybe, and I feel bad saying that. Although I will see Jillian Anderson get with anybody at any time. Sure. Now, because she is a drop of wine that gets better with age. But you just thought Duchovny was a little toe up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here's, uh, a, I, here's I, a question. Yes. What in the X Files fanfic of your sweaty adolescence? Yes. Ugh. What other non Mulder and Scully characters figured into it, particularly sexually? Well, Skinner, Buffy, and Giles. <laughs> oh, yeah. You mean in the X-Files fandom or like No, anybody? I was just wondering if like Mulder ever fucked a Sasquatch or whatever. He probably did. He was there was Crycheck, <laughs> he was the one armed man yeah. that was there. I'm sure like an alien that was probably like another woman but was actually an alien was like involved. Mm-hmm. Oil. Black he probably fucked black oil at some point. Sure. Uh Skinner got involved. The three wise men, his friends. I mean everybody did everybody in the fanfic world. There was nobody was off limits. 
That's but, really great that it was uh, that it was so no drama. You yeah, know? you know, no drama in the world. As long drama. as the two main it. people got together, we're fine along the way. And was there anywhere other characters from '90s serialized adventure TV came in? Right, uh, like Hercules Frasier? and Xena. <laughs> well, yeah, Frasier, that famous adventure <laughs> show, Frasier. It was an adventure in wit. Uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I bet there's some fucking nasty Fraser Nile stuff oh, out there, 100%. huh? Ooh, it's probably nasty. Yeah, people Eddie, are. Eddie runs in. Yeah, <laughs> licks some brown. <laughs> Eddie, people no. Are starting to make Mission to Zix fanfic, which is like what? my dream, and I'm okay. so excited. I think we have three right now. That's but great. But I hope it's gonna just grow. We are pro fanfic. Mm, just good. write it out. We love it all. God, I would love. Is it? I'd love to read a story where Sasquatch fuck just fucked the shit out of that computer. Yes. <laughs> What's the what would be the the rating if it was a motion picture to this fanfic? These that, that are out right now, yeah. oh, they would be. I think they're pretty naughty. I think they're NC oh. a Savantan. Mm, NC Savantan, yes. my favorite of the ratings. Ooh. I think there's one G. So okay. we have one G, That's and nice. then the rest are like pretty, just pretty, nasty. pretty down and dirty. Sure. As a teenager, did you prefer Seventeen or Sasser? <laughs> I like Seventeen. Cosmopolitan. <laughs> it's fun to say magazines funny. On Cut fancy. Tiam. Zvik. I learned of a genre recently, a fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I was talking to someone who said that they wrote friend fiction. And I was oh. like, oh, you mean fan fiction? And she's like, no, when I was a kid, I wrote Digimon friend fiction, where oh. you you write you and your friends going into the world of Digimon. Wow. Wow. So I, I think it's I very kinda, personal. I think I kind of did that. Oh, yeah? But Oh, boy. All right. Well, we're letting it all out. Let's do I it. I was really into the monkeys. And my friend was really into, <laughs> okay. my best friend at the time was really into U2. Oh. And so we created a monkeys U2 like story together where somehow the monkeys of the 60s went on tour with U2 of the 90s. 90s, and we were there. We were like the roadies, but also friends. Like nothing wow. sexual happened. No. We we're just like hanging out with the monkeys. Nobody's and, going to town and on the, the edge. edge. Yeah, <laughs> were the monkeys like opening on the, like the pop tour? Yeah, I think so. They're like op- they were like a tour between you two. Yeah, yeah. It's somewhere in a time where that they all happen. existed. There was They're a like, young JV, Davy Jones, a young right. Peter Tork. The monkeys were giving you two advice on how to deal with their first ever sort of mixed critical reactions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like maybe. Dance music isn't your thing, guys. <laughs> and I think it's still available now. If someone wants it as a spec script, I will sell it. We can make it into a motion major picture. Yeah, I mean, it's I available. think we've all been waiting for the YouTube Monkey Shared Universe. <laughs> yes, which shared universes are big these days. Mm-hmm. So. R.I.P. Peter Tork. R.I.P. Peter Tork. R.I.P. The Edge. <laughs> the Edge is fine, Jesse. He's okay. fine. Is he still wearing as that of hat? As this though? recording, he's probably still wearing. He's the still hat. okay. Good. Probably okay. still wearing. R.I.P. That. The two guys in U2 who aren't Bono or the Edge. <laughs> Those guys. Jeff Those guys. and P-York. and Pork. Yes. <laughs> okay, we'll be back. P.O. Irish. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Mujan Zavagari, lady of the night. Oh, mm, that no. means prostitute. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm Maybe. sticking with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. That's fun. 
I think it is fun too. Like, I mean, listen, that's that's society's label. If you right. just are a lady who enjoys the night, yeah, don't let them tell you what you can and can't do with your body or not. Mm-mm. What's my point? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you might be a lady hamster. They're nocturnal. Right? <laughs> That's yeah. true. But so also you're really me, putting in that it. wheel work. I want to be le- ladle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can enjoy that. Yeah, and the midnight midnight kitchen. Midnight soup kitchen, I guess, presumably. It's a ladle. Sure. Maybe it could be a stew kitchen. That's true. Is that a kind of kitchen? Chili kitchen? Sure, yeah. I think chili's a kind of stew, I guess. But I would love to have a, a midnight chili cook-off. That would be fun. We need a ladle of the night. And then a 2 a.m. fart contest. <laughs> Okay. Uh, of course, every week, Jordan Jesse Go is brought to you by Maximum Fund members and the Max Run Drive right around the corner, Jordan. Oh, yeah. A lot coming of fun up. stuff coming up for that. This month, baby. Mm-hmm. This month. All, all kinds of fun, cool stuff. We're going to make a special Max Fund Drive episode. All that. All that shit. Jordan. All that. You're going to love it. Yeah. Ro- Ross and Carrie went somewhere to make a uh, to do a live show just for one person in their house. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. It's uh, all kinds of all great kinds stuff, of fun stuff coming up for the Max Fun Drive. Uh, we're also brought to you this week by our friends at Squarespace, which helps you create a beautiful website for God, if Jordan, any number of purposes. Sure. <laughs> Do you want to blog or publish content? Do you want to sell products and services of all kinds? Do you want to showcase your work using beautiful, customizable templates created by world-class designers? Fucking hate regional designers. Yes, world-class or nothing. Uh, it's a new way. It's a new way to buy domains and choose from over two hundred extensions, analytics that help you grow in real time, and twenty-four-seven award-winning customer support. Hey, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, hello. <laughs> yes, it's me, Squarespace. Uh, can you fix my website? Yes, I can. Here is uh, here's some easy to follow instructions. Great, we did it. We did it. We did it. Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code JJGO to save ten percent off your first purchase of a website or domain. It's squarespace.com and enter the code JJGO, which stands Jordan. Hmm. For Jordan Jesse Go. Wow. I know. Isn't what that a fun piece of synergy. It is pretty fun. It's fun. It is pretty fun. Support for JJ Go also comes from Green Chef, a USDA certified organic company that includes everything you need to cook quick and easy recipes that are delicious and ones you can feel good about. Who can it? Green Chef. I don't even know what that's a parody of. It's of the, the Men at Work song. Who can it be now? We People come are from love... a land, Green Chef. Wait, that's... It, that scan, it's, that's a scan is good. I can accidentally conflated a chain restaurant theme song with the with the Men at Work song, We Come from a Land Down Under. <laughs> uh, hey... Did you know? Now that- we're going to get sued by the waltzing Matilda people, just like Colin Hay did. Boy, we don't need that. Yeah. Hey, uh, Green Chef, they've got meal plans that include paleo, vegan, keto, gluten free, and more. You can enjoy clean ingredients you can trust, seasonally sourced for peak freshness. You know what season it is right now, Jordan? Hmm. It's uh, tangerine season. Oh yeah. Yeah. Satsumas are done, but there's some there's some real nice cuties at your supermarket. Okay. Yeah. Grab those cuties. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, uh, did you know that I cooked with Green Chef recently, and I found the meals to be delicious and easy to prepare? Really? What What did you make? <sighs> All kinds of stuff. Do you make any cakes? 
no cakes. Well, that's okay. Yeah. But I enjoyed a lot of great stuff, a lot of great meals. Uh, and, and yeah, I'll, I, I will reemphasize, easy and fun to prepare. Can I tell you something? I had a fun experience. Can I tell you something, yeah. Jordan? Hmm. No matter what season it is, you're my cutie. Ah, shut up. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. For uh, 50 bucks off your first box of Green Chef, go to greenchef.us slash jjgo. Greenchef.us slash jjgo for 50 bucks off. Jeez, Louise, what a deal. If you want to uh, advertise on Jordan Jesse Go, you can email kira at maximumfun.org, K-I-R-A. And if you want to get up on our Jumbotron and share your message about uh, – your own uh, personal business endeavor or a, you know, a, a love note or a da, 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 marriage da, da, proposal. Business or... endeavor. <laughs> I still don't, don't know Who the can, song. It's a popular. Could you anyway. do it to Come On Eileen? I don't know if that stands. I know that song from Dexie's Midnight Runners. Business. I, listen, I need to work on it. I need to sit down with Tim Rice for a while. Business endeavor. <laughs> Da, 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 da. Listen, I I make at up the this songs. Moment, I'm in business <laughs> at my home. It's okay. Okay. Run it by Tim Rice. Go to maximumfun.org. Can you get Sir Tim Rice on the phone for us, please? No. Well, no. <laughs> he only communicates by mail. Dot org slash jumbotron. You can get up on the jumbotron. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. John Zafagari, ladle of the night. She sure is, Jordan. Mm-hmm. She sure is. Now, Jordan. A and nice big spoon. Mujan, for your benefit. Yes. We've learned a lot over the past few weeks about how many of our listeners have appeared on the television program Jeopardy. We have a four-time Jeopardy champion in our audience. We have two uh, teachers competing currently in the Jeopardy teachers tournament against <laughs> each other, I presume. <laughs> Um, and certainly in the grand sense against each other. Mm-hmm. I kind of see teaching as a winner-take-all <laughs> oh, yeah. blood sport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there could be only one. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we, had, we had looked at whether there were more people in our audience who had the name Dabney or who had appeared on Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And it was a bloodbath. So many more of our listeners yeah. have appeared on Jeopardy than are named Dabney. And we like, included middle names and surnames in that. Do you, And then you know someone named Dabney personally or? Uh, well, we of uh, course know Dabney Coleman personally. <laughs> okay, okay. Sure. I'm married to Dabney Coleman. Oh, got yeah. it. And okay. I are beautiful, beautiful couple. So very yeah. beautiful couple. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, we don't know how it came up because okay. we forget. Yeah. Um, but yes, my type mm. is just you can generally be described as Dr. Phil. <laughs> yeah. The Dr. Phil category of sure. bald mustachioed man. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, you know, so Jeopardy slaughtered Dabney. We thought we want to we want to try and find a group that we can put up against Jeopardy contestants. Uh, last week, we came up with people whose name is Bronson. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we you know, again, same thing. Middle name, surname, nickname. 
you know, rap name. Uh, we're pretty we're pretty liberal with it. Frankly, we were hoping that Action Bronson listens to our show. That'd be nice. <laughs> um, Brian, uh, now Brian, our producer Brian Fernandez is going to come on mic and, and tell us a little bit about how this Bronson stuff shook out. Okay, hey guys. Um, so we didn't get any actual Bronsons or any Action Bronsons. We got uh, a guy whose friend's name is Bronson. <laughs> friend, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, one of our listeners has a friend. Who, oh, that's good. That's he cool. was he was very sure that Bronson did not listen to the show. Yeah. Uh, and then somebody well, who don't tell him about it. <laughs> Bronson's into Rogan. Oh sure, um, yeah. Uh, and then somebody whose dog's name is Bronson. And he sent a nice picture of him, and he was wearing what? glasses. Oh, the dog's wearing That's glasses. That's fun. Yes. Can I see Smart. the picture? Can yeah. you, do you have the uh-huh. picture on your computer there? Uh-huh. Uh, Brian is calling up a picture of this dog. I'd love to see a picture of it. I would a lot love of fun. to see a Bronson I dog. I love Bronson the dog. He's got little glasses, probably. That's what Brian says. Yeah. So we'll just see if that's true. Hey, pretty good. Oh, that's pretty good. good. That's a smart dog. He's cool. Yeah. Oh, that is a smart dog. You that's can tell because he does so much reading that he needed yeah, glasses. He has bad eyes. <laughs> um, oh, he's wearing a bow tie too. You couldn't see that. Oh, hey. oh wow. he's ready for work. That's fun. Oh, sure. Look at that. He sure is. He's ready to go to work as an Alton Brown impersonator. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you. That, I'll tell you this right now, Jordan. Mm. Bronson, while not technically a listener to Jordan Jesse Go, does look like a great friend. Sure. Yeah. Hey, maybe that's maybe that's the, the theme is, is the friend. friend. That... Oh, could be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> is a friend dog named Bronson. The guy did yeah. say he is an occasional JJ Go listener. Oh, okay. So, so that's one. Yeah. I'll count a dog. So a dog with glasses. <laughs> well, if he listens to Jordan Jesse Go, yeah. <laughs> so basically, we have not found a group. Was there anything else? Oh Was yeah. There any... uh, one one more thing. Uh, these people have uh, a little plastic giraffe uh, that okay. oh. <laughs> uh, somebody hid in their wedding bed the night they got married their best man hid it in their bed and they kept him and named him bronson it's a ukrainian tradition yeah, yeah. <laughs> right you're not married until a plastic giraffe accidentally goes up your ass <laughs> so, they, so his name's bronson i'm not counting i'm not going to count that giraffe so I'm, I'm gonna say the answer was one which is well short of <laughs> sure. the 14 or one 15 non-human. that we're at now for yeah, Jeopardy. another bloodbath. Jeez. Um, we we also we did get a Dabney, a guy with a last name Dabney. Oh, that's he good. emailed in after the show last week. Retroactive um, Dabney, so, a retroactive Dabney. So 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 far, our high water mark though is one <laughs> in both categories. I I have something here. Okay, I think. you think you can beat Jeopardy? I think I can beat Jeopardy with this. People who make Dark Souls lore videos. <laughs> <laughs> How many of our listeners? Wouldn't it be great if Vort of the Boral Valley listened? <laughs> How many Vorts are out there? <laughs> Any deacons of the deep? <laughs> okay. How many of our listeners, and I, what I'm really banking on here is I know we have a lot of hip millennial listeners. Sure. But since we're older millennials, right. since we're sort of a bridge generation. I'm an mm-hmm. but go ahead. I'm an ex-senial, but go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that we probably also have some hip Generation X mm. listeners. Oh, so you're saying give us a call if you were ever briefly in Black Flag? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of lineup changes in that band. A lot of lineup changes. If you ever toured with the two Johns from <laughs> They Might Be Giants, seems more realistic. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, sure. If you were ever in the band of Dan's. Yeah. But uh, here's my thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, Generation X, the last generation to... True and probably the greatest generation, as Dan <laughs> yeah. Rather yep. put it, yep. to appreciate 
kitsch mm-hmm. Americana. Right. Uh, everything from googie architecture to, um, you know, I mean, the, the generation represented in in my heart mm-hmm. by our friend Dana Gould, recent, sure. recent Jordan Jessico guest. So here is my question. I believe there may be more Jordan Jesse Go listeners who own a fez mm. than have appeared on mm. Jeopardy. And I think we may get a couple of Jordan Jesse Go listeners who own a fez through normal uh, cultural clothing practice. Mm-hmm. That's possible. It's possible that in Morocco there's a Jordan Jesse Go listener or two. I wouldn't characterize it as likely, but possible. Right. I think we may have a couple of Jordan Jesse Go listeners who are active Shriners because they're simply committed to the good cause of raising money for children's hospitals across <laughs> this great nation by driving tiny cars. I think the real money is going to be in Jordan Jesse Go listeners who own ironic novelty stores mm-hmm. uh, that have been open since 1988. Okay. Well, let's let's yeah let's uh, let's get some picks. Let's get some hot fez picks coming in. Maybe they've got like a, a plastic Jesus on their dashboard, but instead of Jesus, it's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> These are the yeah. people that I'm shooting for. They they've got a a, a poster for a, 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 a like maybe Pecker. A lesser John Waters movie. <laughs> sure, Serial Mom. Yeah. Any Serial Mom fans out there. Um, I, I really believe it. And I'm not talking about have you ever had a Fez. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about have you ever worn a Fez. I'm talking about you own a Fez mm-hmm. right now. I'm thinking we've got 20 listeners who own a Fez right now. What do you think, Jordan? So we're at 15 for Jeopardy, right? Yeah, 15 for Jeopardy. I think we can do 30 Fezes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thirty fezes. I think Twice. yeah. I think one in like forty-five people own a fez. How many yeah. Mission to Zix listeners do you think have fezes? I'm going to say a hundred. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're a big fez community. I think. Hmm. By the way, congratulations on reaching forty-five hundred listeners. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, amazing. every day, every day we get one and a half. Yeah. And then we lose twenty. Yeah, I mean, and I, I also want to, I want to clarify one thing. I am not including. Spirit, the Hollywood, the the Halloween Superstore. They have to be real fezzes. fezzes. They, they have to be quality. Re, they have to be, a, yeah, real fezzes. Okay. Like, that actually belong to either a Moroccan person or oh, another person wow. who, who, you know, or come from Morocco or, or if there's any other Morocco area places where they wear fezzes. And then, or from, you know, like an actual Shriner or, mm-hmm. you know, an, a, an antique mall or this kind of thing. Sure. Do either of you own a fez? I've I have in okay. my life. I had one in high school, but to my credit, never wore it in public. Yes, uh, I also had one, um, and also who well, maybe I wore it. Maybe I wore it in a sketch show. It was part of my sketch comedy trunk that mm-hmm. um, did not make it. Uh, did not make it uh, in the last move. I decided to purge the purge the comedy costume. Right, and you, and hopefully a listener picked it up. Yeah, so yeah, maybe if you have maybe you have my fez out there. Maybe you uh maybe you stopped by the uh Goodwill on Fairfax and Beverly, got a got a um got a fez and a nice case logic full of violent femme CDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the best way by the way to know if you have 
Jordan's fez mm-hmm. is just run a blacklight over it. Sure, yeah, it's covered in cum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, when something momentous happens, to, so if you own a fez, email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org, or you can give us a call at 206-984-4FUN. Uh, we just, we're just, we're, we're keeping account here. If you got a great, uh, Fez anecdote, you're welcome to share that on our phone line at 206-984-4FUN. We're really just put, put Fez in the subject line and Brian's going to count them up. Yeah. You playing the video game Fez does not count. No, absolutely not. Uh, when something momentous happens to you in our audience, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN for our segment, Momentous Occasions. Now, Jordan. Hmm. For the first time in five years, I have a momentous occasion to share. Really? Whoa. Yeah. I now nor- Momentous things have happened to me. I just haven't bothered to note them or write them down <laughs> or in any way prepare for this show. Right. Many, many years since I've tried to make this show good. Sure. Um, but I was walking from the barbershop. I'd gone for a midday haircut, walked to the barbershop, was walking back here to the office. I passed... The alcove of uh, the the ground floor of a big apartment building, but maybe it was a closed storefront, Mm -hmm. I would say, um, and had a little entry alcove there. And as I passed it, I I was hit with a wave of marijuana smell Mm -hmm. that was as strong as I have ever experienced in public. It was like... And you were in Cypress Hill for a little bit, right? Not just a little bit. I mean, my entire adolescence from... From like ten to sixteen, I was in Cypress Hill, and so I mean, you've smelled well, Cypress smoke. Hill Junior. Oh yeah, little Cypress Hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I was sur- I was frankly surprised by it. I mean, even with the relative legality of I was in uh, Naughty by Nature Babies. <laughs> uh, other people's playthings is that what <laughs> yes. OPP stands for in that. Um, so, uh, even with the relative legality of marijuana in, in California and particularly in Los Angeles, you don't, you don't get a, you get a whiff of it every now and then in public, but you don't usually get blasted by it. Mm -hmm. It was like I had walked through a hot boxed car. And when I got it, I looked down into the alcove and there was a man sitting on the ground with his back against the door of this, you know, closed storefront. Uh, and he was maybe... 60, gray beard, um, hanging out in that alcove, and he was doing something with his hands, and I looked down, and he had a row of four fidget spinners Mm. on the ground that he was doing different fidget spins with. (laughs) And also smoking weed. Yeah, just fucking, he's like, you know what, midday break, I'm going to break out the spinners and get blazed. (laughs) That's multitasking right there. That's the life. It was amazing. He was doing different stuff with them, but all groundwork. Sure. No, no, nothing vertical. Right. Okay. Okay. So there you go. That's, That's good... your accomplish? Oh, so something amazing happened. It was romantic. Okay. You were that man. <laughs> yeah. I would say my greatest accomplishment with regard <laughs> right, to right, that right. would be that I noted it, then remembered it one mm-hmm. day later and to retell big. it on that's this big. show. So that's, that's huge. Yeah. It's not nothing. As I said, it's that's been big. a long time since I've tried. We've got some listener calls. Let's take our first one. Hey, Jordan and Jesse and special guest, I'll say Max Weinberg. So uh, this is Jared in Anaheim. Uh, similar face. And my <laughs> moment occasion is I just got off the phone talking She's to my mom, phone. who is 75 and very actively participating in her 
Mormon faith. And Pause it. You guys both presumed that he was going to say sexual, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> very actively yeah. sexual. Very, my actively She's sexual very, mother. Yeah. Uh, no, I assumed he was going to say Mormon faith. Oh, okay. So, yeah. But no, I'm not aren't, a sicko. Aren't you prescient? Yes, I am. Go ahead. Being in her Mormon faith, and she spent the last... 15 minutes of our call evangelizing to me how miraculous CBD oil is for my knee pain and I need to go get some. Blew my mind. Anyway, thanks. See. Yeah, I guess I don't know where, where you know, Joseph Smith and, you know, the original Mormon stood on CBD. But... Is there anything about CBD? Can you, Brian, you've got the internet there. Can you search the golden tablets for CBD? Mm-hmm. Just control F mm-hmm. on the golden tablets. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like maybe CBD is going to be the thing that flips drugs are bad people to drugs are cool. My mother-in-law enough. brought CBD oil to us. Wow! From her house yeah, um, when she visited last. How do your wow. parents feel about oh, never. oils? Oh boy, per- old school Persians? Nope, they okay. don't. They, they don't are believe in oils. One hundred percent crank. Grad school and crank. <laughs> 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 they love it. They snort all all day. Advanced but. degrees. Yep. <laughs> um, or presumably a variety of specific kinds of yogurt. Sure. Although my father recently, after 70-some-odd years, has, is beginning to drink wine. So really? There might wow. be a change coming. We don't know. Um, my mom was a life, lifelong teetotaler, and when she got remarried, uh, reconsidered the occasional drink. Mm. Um, and I remember the first time visiting them at home and seeing a, like, half of a bottle of wine on the counter and going, like, hey, good for you, Mom. Yeah. Look at that. My dad doesn't know the difference of like ver- quality of wine, and I don't either. But no, like, I know. when he we had like a family party, and he brought like a two buck check, and he was showing it around like Charles Schwab to everybody in the party. Like, look at the wine that we. Have. <laughs> it's my personal friend my Charles gave this to me deal. from his reserve. By the way, I I think you mistakenly said Charles Schwab instead right, of no. Charles Shaw, <laughs> and I don't want you to get at messaged. However, I do want Charles Schwab the to have <laughs> discount brokerage <laughs> sure. to start a winery to compete. Portfolio, great deals on wine. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, great portfolio, uh, great body. Great Great body, yes. Very full body. Then the tannins. (laughs) Oh, those tannins. Earthy. You can taste the dirt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's take another call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and I'm going to say Guy Branham. So close. Uh, I wanted to share my momentous occasion. Uh, I'm in the car right now on my way to... Uh, a lovely sushi dinner with my longtime boyfriend and his boyfriend. Uh, yes, we are in a polyamorous relationship uh, with uh, side relationships, and it's been going, you know, there's been ups and downs. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, things so. to organize, uh, a lot of shared calendars, but it's going pretty well. I'm really good friends with his other boyfriend, and uh, we spend a lot of time at the apartment together, and doing the dishes is not an issue because we have a dishwasher. So that is the hot tip of the day for those entering into polyamorous relationships is uh, shared calendar, 
and get a dishwasher. That's going to be it. Bye. Wow. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that is, I mean, listen, I have, I have, I have never been in a polyamorous relationship myself and I, you know, and I'm, I'm certainly, uh, you know, it's not the norm. So, I mean, obviously, you know, it's something, you know, people are probably curious about. I mean, obviously I have, you know, questions about how the sex works mm-hmm. and I think, we, you know, that's maybe the first thing that comes to mind. It's like, you know, when, who, at what, I mean, do you always, is it always with everybody or is it sometimes not? And, you know, how do you and where does and who does what? Um, but also, I mean, I think mainly I just have logistical questions about yeah. scheduling, yes. chore wheels. And I, I, I Yeah, I just wonder what they name the calendar. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Ujan, this is your first time on the show. We should explain every week we have one tip for polyamorous couples. <laughs> So actually, couples, Jesse. That's a little close. Relationships, persons. Thank you, persons. Thank you. Can I tell you something that just occurred to me? Yes. If we asked how many Jordan Jesse Go listeners are in thruples, specifically, (laughs) do you want to change it from fezes? Let's see the fez thing. I want to see how the fez things worked out. And if we really wanted to destroy Jeopardy, I feel like thruples would would lay waste to Jeopardy. I think we've got. 45 listeners in thruples. If we can't beat it with Fez, um, we really want to take down Trebek. I mean, I feel like most thruples where one of the thruple listens to Jordan Jessica, all three listen to Jordan Jessica. Sure. I think that's the thing that binds them together more than anything else. It's <laughs> probably Jordan Jessica. I want that to be the statistic like on your like website. Like one in one in one person in a thruple always listens to Jordan. Popular Jessica. amongst thruples. So let me let me, I guess I mean highly educated. Yes. Sure, uh, DTF. <laughs> How four twenty friendly? Four twenty friendly. Uh, shaved. Shaved. <laughs> so, if we're counting thruple, then again, we're not officially counting thruple. Are we so counting don't... thruples as people who have fezes? Is that a type of fez? <laughs> I don't know. Being in a thruple. Oh, no. Are you? Are we getting? Is a thruple one or is a thruple three? I think so. Right. Well, that, and again, we're I not officially counting. That would make it a contest, I think. If we had the number of thruples, thruples versus rather than the number Jeopardy. of persons in thruples. Right. They have to work together. Like you can't have – can you have crossover? Oh, like what if one person is part of two thruples? Yeah, yeah. Well, or three thruples. That's question. I, can I ask you a, a sort of follow-up question? Yes. <laughs> you may. Is, probably is, know the answer. It is, in a way, mm-hmm. appearing on Jeopardy – a type of thruple. A televised thruple. A competitive yeah. thruple. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I imagine there's competition in all thruples to some extent. What do you call a four-person? A thruple. A thruple? <laughs> sure. Yeah. A frappe. Because would Alex Trebek be part <laughs> a of Oh, yeah. I mean, ideally, yes. yes. Alex Trebek joins in. I mean, Alex Do you know, does Alex he like Trebek drama? Is... I don't know. Does Alex Trebek I think like... he likes a little drama. He likes, he's a little, he's, he's a little, he's a little drama. He's a little nasty. He's a little bitch. Yeah. You can tell. <laughs> Trebek can be a little bitch. Yeah. I think he kind of likes to, I think he likes to stir the shit a little bit. Yeah, he's a little and extra. And tell people what to do. Mm. You know what I yeah. mean? He like, likes to watch it from afar. Yeah, but then. Oh, yeah. But then like, <laughs> Look what I've wrought. Yeah. But then he like steps in and straightens it out. Sure, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he watched for a while and like feels the juice that he gets from it being kind of crazy, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. kind of crackly speakers, you know? And yeah. then he comes in and he's like, you this, you this, you this, yeah. you this. this Daddy's going to fix it. Alec, like Alec Trebek fanfic about oh, specifically gotta this. got to be. 
Do you think Alex Trebek really really go into town, show yeah. telling the other contestants what to do? Do you think uh, uh, Trebek has ever been intimate with our friend John Roderick's friend Ken Jennings in fanfic? Oh yeah, almost certain. Jeopardy almost celebrity certainly. Ken Jennings. Mm-hmm. Do we have more Jeopardy contestants or people who have written that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like if we opened it up to like people who've uh, written uh, amateur fiction about uh, Mulder and Scully fucking, mm-hmm. that seems like that would destroy Jeopardy. Yes, one in seven right? people have done that sure. <laughs> in America. Probably guests. We could probably just do that. Guests. How weirdly, many guests have done that? Weirdly, uh, those are the same people who recommend you use Brand X toothpaste. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, six out of seven say Crest. Sure. Well, one out of seven says Brand X mm-hmm. and also has written <laughs> that fanfic. 206-984-4FUN is our telephone number. JJGo at MaximumFun.org. Our email address, you're always welcome to email us a voice memo uh, if you don't want to give us a call. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Have you ever watched a movie so bad you just needed to talk to somebody about it? Well, here at the Flophouse, we watch a bad movie and then talk about it. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. We'll watch it and we'll talk it. We do the hard work. Featuring the beautiful vocal talents of Dan McCoy. Stuart Wellington. And me, America's rascal, Elliot Kalin. New episodes every other Saturday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcast, dude. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Welcome back, and thank you, Dan, for that scathing report. As you know, Max Fun Drive is coming up March 18th to March 29th, which has some folks pretty excited. But as families around the world get ready to celebrate this season of giving, community, and quality podcasts, some are wondering if it's just too much. Are they, though? They are. Some people are all for comedy and culture, but with 45 shows offering hundreds of hours of bonus content, plus all the Max Fun meetups taking place around the world, some people think it's too much. While other people think it sounds totally awesome. I took my granddaughter to the mall to get her picture taken, and the mall pod fairy was short. And I, you know, I'm just going to say it. I'm sorry, but everyone knows the pod fairy is tall. Well, I think we should just leave it there. (laughs) Until next time, here's the news you need to know. Max Fun Drive runs from March 18th through 29th. Be sure to listen to all of your favorite podcasts. I know I will. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Mujan Zafagari, Knight of Ladles. Mujan, thank you for coming on our program, and thank you for, uh, along with your colleagues uh, at Mission to Zix, joining Maximum Fun. We're so thrilled to have you. We're so excited to be here. You play the ship's computer on the program. I play the ship. I just play the ship. Yeah. The ship. 
There's no computer. It is who it is. How would you characterize the attitude of the ship? She's just like a tankerous, just had a like really bad life where everything was great and then went to hell. And she just says it like it is. Is very honest and angry most of the time. It's who I am inside of me. Whereas, to be clear, when we say the ship, what we're talking specifically about is John McCain's famous bus, the Straight Talk Express. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, that's the voice of the ship. <laughs> it's me, John McCain. Yeah, I'm alive. Hello. I'm, back. <laughs> I'm driving this to victory. <laughs> it would be great if John McCain came back to life and he was like, I'm back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I talk like this now. Was I good or bad? <laughs> I just imagine being it's very complicated. Tiny. <laughs> I've seen things that are even worse. I'm back. <laughs> um, I, I actually have a plug this week, Jordan. Yeah. My plug this week is that I got to co-host my favorite baseball podcast, Effectively Wild. Mm -hmm. uh, And it was an episode about the Giants, in part, as well as the St. Louis Cardinals. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ben Lindbergh, who's a writer for The Ringer, uh, was kind enough to invite me to co-host that show. And so if you want to listen to a great podcast for baseball nerds Mm -hmm. that I appear on and muck up, uh, then you can listen to that. And so all of our Jordan Jesse Go listeners who really enjoy it, all dozen of them who really mm-hmm. enjoy it when I bring up Giants pinch hitter Ken Oberkfell, mm-hmm. uh, who, by the way, is kind of a Dr. Phil type. Oh, yeah? yeah. Nice baldy. Yeah. Uh, I- I- any, of those, uh, I- any of those listeners, I'm on the most recent episode of Effectively Wild, which by the time this comes out will no longer be the most. We'll be one or two behind. They put out a lot of content on that show, mm-hmm. but uh, it was a ton of fun. I've, I've, I'd never gotten to do sports talk despite being a sports lover, and it was really exciting to get to do sports talk. You know, I got one of these, too. Great. You know, uh, yeah, we all love our buddy Eliza Skinner. Who doesn't? Uh, Fan favorite guest. Yeah. Uh, One of the world's funniest people, perhaps. So fucking funny. Um, Yeah, she has a cool cool podcast called Cool Playlist. This is where this is where she and a guest pick out songs for a particular like life activity or something. Yeah, you pick a specific life activity, and together with Eliza, you make the ultimate playlist for that. We uh, we picked picking up the cat and doing a little dance around the house, oh. uh, and it was a blast. She's so funny. It's such a cool. Uh, it's such a cool. Um, such a cool format, and yeah, it was just like fun. To, fun to share some favorite songs. Uh, also, the, a lady with very deep musical knowledge and a lot of musical talent herself as yeah. well. Yeah, absolutely. It was very fun. I yeah, it was not the latest episode. It might be two or three back in there, but uh, cool playlist. You should just listen to all of them. Uh, it's uh, she's the best. And of course, Mujan is on Mission to Zix. Yes, Z Y X X. Season three, right? Season, season three, three launching mm-hmm. basically now. March twentieth. March twentieth. That's basic. coming out. That's yeah, <laughs> but season one and two is now available on Max Fun. So please give it a listen. Yeah. So go, go listen to them. Uh, you know what I? That I don't. Because of course I'm a millennial, so I, mm-hmm. I use this kind of lingo. But yeah. I, binge them, binge mm-hmm. them, please. Binge fire AF. Yeah. Also, we have a live show coming up March seventeenth in Littlefield in Brooklyn. So I'll be back in town for that. Uh, you're so gonna stop by the come. stop by the bagel hole. Or? I'm gonna go uh, again. It's seven Apple stores. Oh no! Sorry, wow. my neighborhood. Two more have increased vertically or horizontally Both. or by it's just It's just a circle. It's a oh, big building wow. with seven tiny Apple mm-hmm. stores. Well, what's mm-hmm. nice about the circle of Apple stores yes. is by spinning, the centrifugal force simulates gravity in space. Yep, yep. <laughs> so that's a nice thing about having those seven in a circle. Mm-hmm. Also, 
That's how you win Trivial Pursuit is you get those seven oh, Apple yeah. Store wedges right. that form a circle. Sure. In a way, and you build like a hotel a on it. Space bagel. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah. really good point. That yeah, is a really good you. point. Uh, on that high note, Brian Hernandez <laughs> is our You can't producer. get good space bagels in L.A. <laughs> it's the water. water. Got to get that space water from <laughs> melting the ice on Venus's moon. Yep, yes, yep, exactly. That, yep. That's mm-hmm. facts. Yeah. Uh, Brian Fernandez, hashtag at JJGo on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, just like Jordan Jesse Go, and also uh, join the MaxFun Facebook group. Uh, you can find us on Reddit at MaximumFun.reddit.com, where you can have a nice chat about this week's episode. Um, and most importantly, if you own a Fez, send us an email, JJGo at MaximumFun.org, or 206-984-4FUN. Give us a call. Like, this is important. This is not some bullshit. This is like this is what, as a member of the YouTube generation, I call a social experiment. Yeah, we gotta take down, take down Trebek. Yeah, fucking Trebek. Oh, fucking Trebek. That's in that fanfic. Oh, yeah, it sure yeah. is. I definitely said that. We'll be back next week on Jordan Jesse Go. Fucking Trebek. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.